0: And also, Miss Piggy looks like very sensual on this cup.
1: I mean, Miss Piggy is like a genie in a bottle, baby.
0: What does that mean? Previously on Watch and Talk. But Keystone
2: Cops, they're like bungling cops. I don't know. They might be Canadian.
3: Would you guys want a
1: coat that somebody had died in?
0: Hold up. Previously on. I'll,
1: I don't. I'll share a sandwich with anyone. Is that? Do I have intimacy issues?
0: You're kind of like a sandwich whore. Let's go.
1: Hey
3: everybody! Oh hey! Hi! Uh, welcome. This is a uh, season one episode eleven of Watch and Talk. This episode is called Lord Little John
2: Fontalroy
3: Marbury, <laughs> hmm? the Marbury Man. Oh,
1: isn't it um, Fontalroy? Fa- no. Mm-hmm.
3: But before that, we have some follow up from last week. We have uh, some names for Jason that our audience has picked for him. And Bring we're gonna it, decide audience. Ones.
1: Okay.
0: Please. So, um, we'll start with one that was submitted by my mother oh um who m- my mother sharon um so Hi, she sharon. she misunderstood it a little bit um last week brayden had come up with bird names for all of the uh senior staff mm-hmm. on the west mm-hmm. wing um because of so CJ's. She, she
3: stuck with the theme she
0: stuck with the bird theme so she Wise. thought that she had to come up with specifically a bird code name for a Jason. That's all, right, all right though. Yeah. And so her I don't her reasoning for it was that she thinks this is the coolest, rarest, most interesting bird.
3: It is the red crowned crane. It's the rarest crane in the world, a symbol of luck, longevity, and loyalty.
1: Pretty That's- lame, Sharon. I feel like this has nothing to do with its rareness and much more to do with its ginger yeah. qualities.
0: Well, she said it's like very tall and red headed and longevity. Yeah. Because
1: that witch told you you were
3: going to live to be 112. I she did.
0: What would his uh code name be from this would it be like Red Crown? RCC. <laughs> and then the other ones
2: any more bird stuff?
0: No more bird stuff. <laughs> okay, so from our listener, James, um, we have Bodie McBoatface. Face.
2: That's like the boat. It's already it, taken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then um Susan had a few suggestions. Um Dumpling.
3: Hmm. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. It goes with my uh noodle name.
0: It does. It's like the magic. It's not a bird, yeah. though. Danish. Hmm scone so we have a theme going here she was just hungry and um and poop Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm. i thought she was gonna go with schmear schmear schmear
0: is actually really good i'm adding that to the list from our listener danny we have quite a few options here Mm. so get ready so there's frodo one of my personal favorites uh ginger taint Hmm. (laughs) Uh, that's redundant. Yeah, that's true. Mister Pickle Pants, uh, Lord Featherbottom. I'm sorry, it's just
1: Pickle Pants. Mister Pickle Pants is my father's.
0: Name. <laughs> so Lord Featherbottom, which is sort of thematic with this episode, um sick semper tyrannosaurus. Mm. Mm-hmm. um Commander in Chief Hubastank. <laughs> um, <laughs> so
2: that would get confusing. Yeah. Maybe you could just shorten isn't, it. Isn't just that shorten it. To just stank? Just Hooba.
0: Hooba Yeah, Hooba yeah. I like Hooba Um What's a Hooba Isn't that a band?
2: Yeah, mm.
3: it is.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Is that one word?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Then I, I think it was to be expected that we would um, receive like uh, some poop-themed ones. Yeah. So I was here's assuming. another one. Yeah, Mister Poopy Butthole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But I think you could just be Poopy Butthole. You don't know, put the Mister in there. Uh, Sleepy Gary um alternate 1985
1: biff (laughs) tannin that's amazing yeah (laughs) kind of a mouthful but i do like that
0: yeah biff tannin would be maybe a good
1: make like a tree and get the hell out of here
0: (laughs) um fludge not to be mistaken for fudge it's fludge f-l-u-d-g-e, F-L-U-D-G-E. can we just go with that <laughs> and the last Wait, one Wait, can,
1: can i at least <laughs> hope that that's inspired by Fletch? no it's not
4: Mm-mm.
0: i hope it's kind of a typo but like a very very good one <laughs> um and then the last one is <laughs> soda popinski or popinski oh it's
3: from mike tyson's punch out
0: <laughs> yeah so so that's what we have there. I think
3: So let's take a vote.
0: Yeah. yeah. And well, fudge won. Can we just say I think <laughs>
2: fudge won. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we did it real fast. And it's fudge no, now. Really yeah. good it's,
1: I'm going to so, vote fudge too. So that's, okay. that's
3: yeah. two to whatever at least. Moving says. on. I'm torn
0: between fudge and and schmear, but I think Fudge wins. Fludge wins. Yeah, so Jason's uh, Secret Service code name would be fudge if you were president. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Danny. <laughs>
3: okay, so uh, getting into the episode, we have our first uh, previously on by Charlie this week. He does a good job. Showing up on the board. They sh- first go, they actually show some strangers at the beginning of this one. It's a surveillance room. It's like an NSA military thing satellite surveillance type place
2: that's how you know this is gonna be like a serious episode yeah
3: we're gonna get some fits this episode They're like mm-hmm. oh shit there's some there's mu- shit on the screen there's some sweet old computer graphics on the screen
1: <laughs> go to x10 inside the grid
3: that was uh my takeaway from that <laughs> they like kind of throw it up the chain of the command so they show like this guy tells somebody and then he tells somebody and then they show somebody and they say they're going to call the white house there's like some frontline divisions plus some naval stuff heading to pakistan and as right as they say they're going to go to the white house they cut to josh and donna to show how silly the white house is in correlation to the military people's seriousness josh is talking to donna about caddying for him
2: doesn't sound like i like it caddying yeah it's great you play in the winter
1: we'd wait until spring but i'd want you to start practicing with that bag right away
3: and then he gets a subpoena from uh, a guy who got into the white house somehow i guess what's what's the how's, how do subpoenas work jason
1: okay so the, i was confused like he's not a, he's not an officer of the court right okay state by state Jason gets a lot of
2: subpoenas oh
1: i, I issue a he lot is of subpoenas
2: actually constantly with subpoenas
1: i really have never gotten a subpoena i'd love to get one subpoena me <laughs> yeah but in the meantime uh yeah i had i had a lot that kind of made me feel strange about this because so subpoenas usually are done by a licensed process server and that's their job like their full-time job is like people call them up and they're like this is the guy you should serve and here are the rules for service because it could be like federal rule it could be state rules you know you're know. they kind of like a
3: notary public almost
1: not they're not i mean they're not, not at all notary publics are licensed just like a process server is usually licensed. But
3: their word of say, like once you get the like permit or whatever, like them saying I serve this guy, is like a court binding So here's the
1: thing, at least in New York state, which is the state we are located in, anyone can be a process server, but they can't do it more than a certain number of times a year. Then they have to get a license because it's essentially their kind of their profession. But you could be a process server tomorrow and then all you have to do is sign an affidavit just like anyone else would sign an affidavit swearing... To the truth of whatever statements are in there and your affidavit would have to be notarized and then it would have been a process server's affidavit so first of all that's what's weird right he asks josh to sign admitting that he was served with the subpoena so if you just sign us to show proof Give of the thing this is like the 43rd time but you don't have to do that and most people do not sign Most people just say, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't sign. So, But that doesn't matter. You don't need them to sign. All you do is you have the process server say, yeah, I gave it to him. and post like an
3: Instagram photo of them receiving the thing? A lot
1: of times they do take photos of it because a lot of times people will run away. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, (laughs) they've thought of that. And you can't just run away to avoid getting served with a subpoena. You drop it at their feet and it's on them. If they don't respond to the subpoena because they didn't pick it up, then they're in contempt
2: i'm sorry to interrupt here but jason can we go back to the nicknames the 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 code names for a second because with all your legal knowledge i think you could rightfully be called the (laughs) subpoenaist
1: it wouldn't be the first time okay
3: wait what name did we land
1: on again i forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i I think fludge Fludge trump's (laughs) subpoenas. all right just saying Uh, so so what's weird is like josh on the one hand reacts to the process server the way that most people do which is fuck you dude Uh, you guys are real patriots which is shitty because he knows it's just this guy's job like he's just being hired he doesn't know who he has to serve he doesn't know like skin in the game he's just a paid guy to serve the guy
3: did know who he was serving it on behalf of this is freedom watch
5: right yes sir
3: is it possible that you have your own like a bigger agency that's serving a lot of subpoenas, It's could and it, have their could own be. people.
1: But if, it's it's usually unlikely. Usually, you go with like a, a third party contractor that does process service, and they have their own little you know employees that do all this the service. Um, but the thing is, some different jurisdictions require different rules, so. In New York, there's like a rule that no one ever follows where you have to like show the original and then you hand them the copy. And it could be in D.C. the rules like you have to say who the party that's subpoenaing you is.
3: Can you just sit at home and just email people subpoenas?
1: So this is another funny thing, right? When the baby boomers took over from, I guess, the the greatest generation, uh, they very quickly amended all the rules for service to allow for faxes. Even though faxes suck. Fax is garbage, especially back in like the 70s and 80s when they first allowed for faxes where it would like print out and then roll up and like slide under the table and like you wouldn't even get it. Yet the rules allowed people to be served by fax. Our generation has kind of been a little slow in getting people to like do things by email, even though it's way better to serve people by email than just about any other way. So no, you can't serve people by email.
3: How about text message?
1: Can't do it by text message. But there is a, a provision for serving someone by publication where you would put it in like a tiny little <laughs> section of the newspaper How and be about like, skywriting. <laughs> that seems to be about as legit as publication. <laughs> maybe more so.
0: Jason and I served someone once together.
3: Really?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I drove him there. And it was like Far Rockaway. Yeah. It was really far away. and Well, Far Rockaway. is also really far away. Yes. Yeah. It was really far away from where we live. And um we were sort of debating like who should do it and if i had to do it for some reason he was going through all of the things i would have to get and then i got really nervous (laughs) so he did it but then we like went back and forth about how we would like surprise someone with a subpoena and my favorite way would have been to pretend to be delivering an edible arrangement and then surprise them with oh a my subpoena. god that's
2: so cruel because you would love to get one of those but
0: then they also give it and to them and then you'd be just oh oh all right yeah. never mind here that's often
2: that's
3: so going to cut into your margins as a it it process that's server. what you charge I'm a higher more margin like a,
0: a performance process server then you get it done you know like just yeah. a, you like, I mean a for server like, of last resort. For that singing, singing, singing subpoena gram. Yeah. Right. You
1: gotta do a singing subpoena gram, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, or I would dress up as like a UPS guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All of those things are legit. But I think an edible arrangement is the most delightful way to be subpoenaed.
1: It's more like an inedible arrangement.
0: Whoa, but they'll still eat it after. <laughs>
3: <It's> Stress eat <laughs> It's delicious. <laughs> after that, they jump into the outer office and then Miss Landingham gives Josh a cookie. <laughs> She's uh, and what...
2: then he puts it back.
3: Oh, really? Yes. I didn't notice that. He gets. The Does he news. take a bite first? No.
2: He he holds it in his hand. They they focus on that, and then he learns that there's a, a, a warren going on, hmm. and he looks at
1: it, and he places it back. So this is like a, a violation of the consistency all of George's character. What? No, because Josh is the kind of guy who, like, when bad things happen, is kind of like meh and goes about his business. He would have eaten that cookie,
2: no matter what's going on. You could still eat a cookie. Yeah. Come on, people! Once
3: it broaches the rim of the jar, it's in. It doesn't need to return. I mean, that's a whole other issue. But what are you doing that you cannot eat a cookie? Yeah, they Please,
0: can eat fries sir. while learning about the senses. Please, good sir, they could certainly eat a cookie whenever. Finish they want. your cookie. Hygiene
2: aside, cookie. just eat your cookie. They, anyway.
3: Yeah, so there's a war going on, and they cut down to the situation room, and Fitz is, like, given a little bit of info about what's going on.
5: The Indian Army launched an invasion along the Kashmir ceasefire line into Pakistan-held Kashmir territory. When you say the Indian Army, what are we talking about? Sir? Five guys in a Humvee? What? Sir, they committed the 4th Motorized Infantry Division the 9th and 26th Infantry Divisions, and two other armored brigades, as well as four CVEs and two destroyers. All tall? Approximately 300,000 troops, sir.
3: And that's a really, really, really large number of troops. That's like invasion force for sure. Uh, the president has a funny thing where he throws some shade over at the CIA director.
5: This was long planned. Yes, sir. All I'm trying to do right now, I'm trying to avoid making eye contact with the CIA director.
3: The guy gets really defensive. And then at the end of it, um, Bartlett does a funny thing where he's like,
5: I'm ordering the crisis task force activated.
3: Crisis task force, activate. <laughs> 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 and then everybody starts like a flutter of activity.
2: Uh, he seems much better at the warring since his yeah, first. Yeah, he's very competent there. Yeah,
3: he's come a long way. Yeah, he got some, like, uh, knowing nods after he asked some insightful questions.
2: Good presidenting president.
3: (laughs) Good stuff. Then they do the credits. After that, it's Sam and Toby on the portico, and they talk about how they've never appointed an ambassador to Pakistan. They're pretty loosey with the responsibilities of the presidency. Like, they don't have cabinet meetings. They're not appointing ambassadors. They don't—all this uh, goofing off and love triangle stuff has been— catching up to him i think they go into the oval office and the president and leo and josh are in there and the president gives them a briefing which i thought was odd because that doesn't seem like the best use of the president's time that he would be explaining to underlings what's going on but it's more just recap for the audience and everybody's like immediately worried that these are two nuclear powers so they're worried that it's going to escalate pretty quickly and then cj comes in
4: good evening hello hello I'm sorry, Charlie and Mrs. Lanningham stepped away. Should I go back and wait in the... Oh uh... uh, No,
5: we were just breaking up.
4: Can I tell the room there's a full lid? Yeah. Okay, I'll send them home. Thanks, CJ. Thank you, Mr. President.
3: And that sets up a thing that's going to be a big deal in this episode. It sets up a whole thing. I wrote here, guys doing guy stuff,
2: CJ interrupts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought it was so weird that they didn't tell her, though. It,
2: it was, was weird, and I, I had to go back and watch it a few times, because it becomes a really big thing in the episode, and... From what it seems, there is no discussion of it. Later on, it's going to be the case that Toby is going to take responsibility for it. Uh, in reality, all we see is Leo dismisses. I mean, he he makes a decision. He looks at the president. He he shares a meaningful glance with the president. The president responds with a nod, and then they ignore. They they make the decision to ignore CJ. But it's not Toby. He he. He watches on. He sees what's going on. He's very conscious that she is being, that information is being withheld from her, but it's not him. Did, are, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Are we to understand that they had this is discussion there Yeah, it seems like
0: maybe it's a consensus they've already all come to, which is so weird because you never pick up on any of that in the previous episodes. So,
1: so I think it's two things. One is they're trying to show like a meaningful consequence for her burgeoning relationship with Danny. Like this is this is what exactly what she was concerned about and then two I just think this is probably something that DD Myers the press secretary for Clinton told them like because I'm friends with all the press people sometimes I was excluded from certain sensitive pieces of information just because they were concerned that, you know, if it came up and I was asked directly or whatever.
3: You'd inadvertently leak it somehow. But
0: sometimes they, I think in this show, they don't tell CJ things so that she doesn't have to lie because they know Plausible
3: deniability. Right,
0: but then this doesn't seem like that. Like, she could have handled it better, you know, or said that they'll have more information later Mm -hmm. or something and brushed it off.
2: Again, all they really do is exchange a glance and somehow, like, they've made this decision. It's Leo, not Toby... I, I, I'm i I'm not really sure what's going on. Later, Toby concocts the, they were worried about maybe, she, you know, she was too close to Danny, which we've talked about many times, but we don't ever see them discuss it. Is that, Yeah. I, do we think that's a real and also, discussion that they've had? Or does he, I kind of get the sense that he brought that up on the fly and he... Kind of had a bad reaction. Co- covering for the president yeah. or yeah. Leo. CJ yes. like previous, They're all covering for Leo in this episode. Previous episodes, though, this CJ episode's went all about out her way
0: Leo. to like tell Leo that there's nothing going on with her and Danny and that, like, is it going to be a problem? And he, like, whatevered her about it. So it's strange that she would, like, try to address this with him. In passing, I guess. And that it seems like they like had a mean girls discussion behind her back <laughs> about it and then came to their own conclusion without including her. The in
3: siege it. is out. Yeah. Yeah, there's more scenes of that. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, after that, we get a Charzo scene. And she she's pretty forward with him. She asks him out and he doesn't even realize it at first.
1: So,
0: Charlie, do you ever get a night off?
1: No, actually.
0: That's too bad. No, it's all right. No, I mean, I guess it'd be cool to go out or something.
1: Yeah.
5: I'm sorry, with me.
3: And he does kind of like a creepy chin stroke thing. <laughs> I thought that was an appropriate kind of facial thought- stroke, <laughs> not not a creepy he can stroke. Do wrong. If he had a goatee, would it have been
2: appropriate? No. Nothing, the goatees appropriate, are not appropriate. The goatee, yeah. People. Also,
0: Charzo, Come like on. the couple name, sounds like it could be a Pokemon. Definitely a
2: Pokemon. No. Are yeah. we
0: shipping? <laughs>
3: For them too? Yeah. Okay, we're shipping. Okay. Who are we shipping so far? I'm not shipping Danny, CJ. No, we're shipping Charzo. Shipping Charzo, shipping Josh and Donna? Mm Mm-mm. Inappropriate. Oh, boss, Mm -hmm. uh, underling relationship? No good. Subordinate. Golfer caddy. Yeah. Then they have a Josh and Sam scene, and Josh is kind of telling Sam about his subpoena.
1: I've been subpoenaed by Claypool. Under the Freedom of Information Act, it was reported that I was running the internal investigation after Lillian Field accused us all of being on drugs. Well, not all of us. Josh, just one in three.
3: Sam says to bring a lawyer, and that he's a lawyer, he'll do it. And uh, Josh says he doesn't need one. Mandy comes up, and um, Josh. Why does co- he say that he definitely needs one? Like he's, they're well, so he, super he concerned. Is he is one, and, he, and he's I,
2: cocky too. But are they? He she needs a real one. And he, <laughs> uh, which is what Sam um, says. He's been out of the game for a while, and he
1: evidence is that he does need a real one what's funny about well i that think is... his meeting goes better the
3: first time than it does <laughs> with a real lawyer
1: so well, i think what sam is saying there is which is kind of a funny controversial thing is you no know, you need a litigator because there's a lot of lawyers and and not all lawyers do like trials or or depositions uh which are usually before trials so yeah um I think that's kind of what he means. He means like you need someone who knows how to deal with like cross examination.
3: Yeah. Mandy comes up and Josh calls her Madeline.
5: Joshua. Madeline. What's up?
1: Not too much.
3: Is that a short name for Mandy? I've never heard that before. I thought that was weird. Uh, And then she teases the California trip that they had a very brief mention of like four episodes ago, five episodes ago and then Josh leaves and Mandy and Sam are talking
0: I'm thinking I'm taking on a new client
3: as if like working for the white house wasn't a full time enough job for her she wants a second client
0: I think it might be a problem for Josh and Toby and I was hoping that maybe you could help smooth the way Who? Hmm? Who's the client? Mike Brace <laughs> Sam You serious? Yes.
4: Mike Brace is a Republican.
3: Who are the bad guys on this show? She wants to go to the dark side. And in life. Trump twenty sixteen. <laughs> um sorry about your party guys. She says something to Sam like
0: Sam, I think you are the one senior guy here who is more interested in getting things done than beating That's the not other-
4: true Mandy, Josh and Toby are just as committed. Not lately.
3: She brings up a bunch of things that were um it's things that have happened in the show recently, the banking bill, the land use rider, the assault weapons ban, and as all examples of how everybody else is trying to like more interested in winning than getting things done, but all of those things got done. Those are terrible examples for that. Every single one yeah. of those things she names
0: also her, her like complaint is that they're trying to do things better than what like is just passable like that that is what they're doing, but she is accusing them of just trying to like beat the other guys instead of just passing something that they don't really believe in. Mandy sucks well so
1: <laughs> i I was annoyed pretty horribly by this scene. But I think later on the episode, as we'll see, the writers are redeemed by siding with siding against Mandy and with, uh, I guess she's she's disparaging Toby and Josh in this conversation for taking the, what I would call the principled position and what she is calling the sort of vicious, I just want to win for winning sake, as opposed to getting something done through bipartisanship. So uh, I'm just going to mention that for later because (laughs) eventually the episode comes to its senses on this issue.
3: There's a funny thing at the end where Sam says that he'll he'll approach Josh and Toby about it and that he admires her pluck. And then she says, which part of me do you admire? Uh, That that was maybe the funniest thing Mandy's ever said. (laughs) Um. Is
0: that not something people say to each other? I think I've heard that before.
3: Uh, the lady says you're gumption.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's, just, he's just an
3: old timey compliment yeah, on her. Yet he misses the
1: opportunity to say moxie.
0: Yeah,
3: oh, yeah. She Mandy should. does have moxie. She does have moxie. For I'll, sure. g- I'll give her that. Uh, they go to a CJ press conference after that, and then she gets asked about the Pakistan thing that she didn't get told about.
4: I've got a source at the Pentagon who says in the last few hours there's been massive troop movement on the Kashmir border. In the last few hours? Yeah. I think you need to get a new source at the Pentagon, Bruce. (laughs) You sure? I was just in the Oval Office 10 minutes ago. Okay.
3: Toby's in the background for some reason. He's like hanging out in the back of the room and he looks really concerned. Uh, This sad face Toby. Uh, That's just going to set up later that when she finds out that it's going to be trouble. They go back down to the sit room after that. And uh, Fitz is like giving a keynote presentation. He's, like, using a projector and showing some slides. They read a message from Indian intelligence.
5: After enduring endless provocations and incessant acts of thuggery by the criminal gang running Pakistan, India's forbearance has been exhausted. In the name of peace, India is acting to put an end to Pakistan's outlaw aggression once and for all.
3: For peace. Yeah, war for peace. War for peace. Classic, classic war reason. That seems really implausible as a... Two giant nations going to war together over, like, over not a specific incident seems implausible in this day and age to me, personally.
2: I could be wrong, but I believe the word thug itself has its origins in that region.
3: Really? Yep. Did you look that up? At one point, a few months (laughs) ago at work. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they have uh, Donna and Toby together, and they're talking about the the subpoena, too. Donna's, I guess, worried about Josh having to go testify. Um, She leaves. uh, Toby goes into Leo's office, and CJ is in there, too. And this is when she finds out about the Pakistan stuff.
4: This happened last night? Yeah. That's what you all were talking about when I walked into the Oval Office? I'm sorry, CJ. You told me the lid was on.
5: You don't have to expect that sometimes. I
4: got the question, Leo a guy had a pentagon source i denied it i called it ridiculous we know is it three hundred thousand troops yeah a couple of destroyers and four cve's a oh, guy hit it right on the button i made fun of him You'll tell the room you spoke without knowing the facts i guess that's what i'll do cj don't worry about it as soon as you tell them india's the story this is forgotten i'm fine we're across the hall yeah
3: i thought she was great in that scene though because she was so dismissive and like putting down of them but she didn't like lash out in any way she just stated the facts calmly in a way that made them realize what they that they were kind of being jerkish about it she mad she
0: she does like a very good job at that in this whole episode i think considering this is like a pretty awful thing for them to be saying about her
3: well they haven't said anything this it's more of like she only gets really well, Toby, Toby gets a little in her face later.
0: Yeah, but she, I think she's like pretty cool about it, though. Even though she, like, I would freak out maybe more than she is.
3: Yeah, she doesn't ever really get angry about stuff that's directed towards her. She takes like issues personally, but yeah. anything like this, she's always just like.
0: She sometimes freaks out, but most of the time, she's like very, very level-headed.
3: Yeah. Um. After that, they show Josh's deposition, uh, and he's. He's on, like, a VHS camera, and this is back to Sports Night style of showing the events that are happening, like, on TVs and just different angles. There's a lot of cool camera work stuff in this episode, actually. They do a lot of close-ups of, like, people's faces with, like, other people in the background and keeping them both in focus. And this scene's this really good about that. The guy's asking him a bunch of questions about the drug investigation that he did or didn't do, according to Josh.
1: Have you been conducting over the past few weeks an internal investigation into recreational drug use by White House staffers? I wouldn't call it an investigation. Why not? It wasn't that serious.
3: Uh, and the guy keeps trying to trip him up about, like, catching him on a technicality or just, uh, he asks if he mentioned it to anyone, obviously trying to just... Either get him to say more names so they can subpoena more people, or to get him to lie under oath potentially. And when he asked when he talks about uh, that he t- mentioned to Sam, he does this really weird thing with his tie. He like shakes his tie really. He looks like Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> a little bit. He's I
2: thought he was looking into the camera and like fixing his tie, looking into the monitor.
3: Oh. That's a way to read it. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought too.
3: Oh, I thought he was just getting nervous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like he overacting was a little was bit. like a nervous take.
4: Well,
1: I, I read it as like, a, he's like almost yawning dismissively. He's just like, let me just ignore you and fix how I look in this camera.
3: Then they cut back to the, so that's the way they leave that. They're going to cut back to it again later. But then they have a scene in the Roosevelt room with the rest of the senior staff that isn't Josh and Ed and Larry. First Ed and Larry we've seen in a while, right?
0: Yeah, we've even s- seen them in a little bit. Yeah, they've I been think. gone. Yeah
3: uh they're like giving a presentation on india to like get cj up to speed india's population
5: stands at roughly 1 billion 82 percent are hindus 11 percent are muslims they're mostly poor but not
3: nearly as bad off as pakistanis yes whose average per capita income is 400 dollars. It, it's very quickly obvious that they are basically just reading out of the encyclopedia which they cop to where'd
5: you get this stuff i swear to god the encyclopedia britannica <laughs>
2: The uh, pre-Wikipedia. That's like, um, yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like printed in Wikipedia. Like a book. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> are we explaining that for yeah young for the listeners? listeners. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then CJ, like they would print out the whole thing, <laughs> and Remember crazy. you'd buy
0: it when you with yeah. used to yeah. to You would have to, have buy to pay it, for it. It was like a thousand dollars. It's huge. There's a lot of books. Yeah. yeah. Crazy.
3: How many letters are there in the alphabet? At it's least like, 10. ten. Yeah, it's like ten, <laughs> ten or more books you'd have to buy.
0: Yeah,
3: and then. CJ immediately, once she realizes what's going on, like just leaves. And then everybody else leaves too. Like the Ed and Larry uh, meeting fizzles out. There's a scene with Sam and Toby after that. And Sam brings up Mandy's consulting gig to Toby. And he very flatly shoots it down. And there's a bunch of funny things about it like. It does seem
2: like a really bad
3: idea. It's totally. It's a conflict of interest. Like, super bad idea. Don't. Yeah, it's not. Gonna work out. I
0: also thought that her like firm that she had, where she was like a consultant, went under, and this, and then the White House gave her a job.
3: Well, she remember she had that assistant who has never been on the show again.
0: So I thought that her like business of doing this for multiple people was no longer interesting.
1: I we I think we all had the impression that she was an employee of the White House, but just in the satellite office. I
3: I I thought she was a consultant, but like a perma consultant right that's what I like thought on retainer too. you're gonna work full you're basically working full-time until we don't want you anymore but not she's not a three-day-a-week person i didn't think where no. she had enough time to take on another client and
0: she's you know exposed to a ton of like privileged information and stuff that she could use for other and what
3: the first bill people. that comes up and this guy doesn't want to vote with the white house yeah how does she like Reconcile those. There's
0: no way to sort of navigate that in a way that isn't unethical. So,
3: yeah, bad idea, Mandy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay,
2: now we have a scene in which Mrs. Landingham says hello. Good
4: afternoon, Toby. Sam.
2: Toby does not respond with a hello. You're
4: not going to say hello, Toby? This
2: is something that happens to me at work. (laughs) I'm always a hello sayer. And when people say hello to me, I respond. Every night when I leave, I say something different, something fun, you know to keep it fresh. It's not always different. I've said, you know, let's do this again sometime, a bunch, <laughs> and you know, all sorts of variations of goodbye and such. Are but- you
0: one of those people that is always like i like do you have a case of the Mondays on Monday? <laughs> no, no, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> you sound I w- like I Ruby. would have
1: paid you as a h as a hello naysayer.
2: No, I'm a hello, hey, sayer. I say hey, I, I'm like, <laughs> hey. It's nice, you know, because yeah. people say something and then you like respond as a human being. Yeah, you got to acknowledge
1: yeah. people exist.
2: That's all. You mm-hmm. don't have to be as clever as you me all the time a... coming up with your different fun things to entertain your co-workers, <laughs> but at least give me a hello. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Laningham.
3: Is vocalization required or can you just give can a you nod? nod? Yeah. You could nod. We could do just like a silent fist bump. How about two fingers above the oh, brow? Oh, loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. Just acknowledge me. <laughs> Have it up if I dip my cowboy hat towards you? Acknowledge me. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Brayden.
4: Do you want to talk about it?
1: (laughs) I've got a hot tip for you. So the the doorman in my building, he always greets people like at least 50% of the time where he sees them, says hello, and then tells you how many days are left in the week. And he's like, only X days left, you know. But he always subtracts it by one. So like on Monday He's like so he's one off He's like Only four days left Jason And I'm like mm, oh, I, think you, I think you're miscounting And he's just like Nope Four days left Cause you just got in you're He's late. like this, day's, this day doesn't count It's gonna fly <laughs> by I'm like okay <laughs>
3: Well, Sounds makes, very upbeat. After, it's adorable. You only have to wake up four more times this week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. After today is only four. He left.
3: doesn't defend it though. He's, He's just like
0: glasses no, half full fun. kind of guy. I think. Yeah. You know? Well,
2: that's a shit idea, Jason. Yeah. Because in my office, we all work different days. Oh, so I'd have to yeah. be like, oh, two days left for you, and one day, <laughs> and you've so got three alienating. days, and oh, you over there. That would actually
0: be like very impressive. People in your... would have to talk to me at that point. Yeah, and your coworkers might and then like, when I really wasn't there, they'd be like
2: really like ugh can you believe he's always doing the math like we get it you're like so smart
0: (laughs) or like he cares so much about all of us each and every one of us so
1: you don't get to put in like the friday rotation of like have a good weekend no
2: no (sighs) wow my boss always remembers how do you keep it fresh i i told you i give all sorts of different you know when it's like tuesday sometimes when it's not even christmas I'll say Merry Christmas as I'm looking. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, there he goes. Do you think people think you're like... He doesn't even celebrate like, Christmas.
0: Like, okay? Like, in the head? I am okay. What? <laughs> hmm. You're like hmm. saying Merry Christmas in the middle of the year. Oh, Like, do you think people are like, know hmm? you're joking?
1: I think so. I mean, that's kind of his job. Yeah, I'm
0: that's a joker.
3: True. Joke. He, I'm a jokey joker. He manically laughs after every single one of
0: them. <laughs> On Tuesdays when you leave... Do you say, like, it's my weekend, suckers? And yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, rub it in their face. So they, yeah. It's not their weekend.
3: I'm going to watch The Mentalist tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sam and Toby go into the Oval Office. And the president's getting the, the real briefing now from, like, a guy who's actually an expert about the situation. And I don't know why they just don't put CJ in that room. just let her hear that because this guy obviously knows what he's talking about he's explaining like what assets are in the field like how they're moving timelines that stuff about the nukes he mentions that there's not a lot of oversight of the nuclear weapons in India uh, which Toby gets really kind of freaked out by the president makes a Dr. Strangelove joke
5: Well, bring in Dr. Strangelove and we're all set
3: He mentions that he wants to bring in an expert, and it's uh, the titular character, Lord John Marbury. Leo says no at first.
5: You're really going to let him loose in the White House where there's liquor and women? We can hide the women, but the man deserves a drink.
3: And then Sam and Toby go out of the office together, and then they talk about this Mandy thing a little bit more, but then Toby breaks off to go talk to CJ, and he tries to explain himself about leaving her out of the info thing. I
4: wasn't ready for the press yet. Could have told me that before sending me in there. C.J. I flatly denied it. I was just starting to get credible. I was just starting to get their respect. You know how long it's going to take me to get it back?
3: And then Toby says what he's really thinking to her.
4: There is a concern that you're too friendly with the press. Really? We know it's important that you have a friendly relationship. It's important with for all of us. I don't disagree. Does this have to do with Danny Kinnaman? People see you with Danny.
3: He doesn't do particularly well, though. He he makes it worse, kind of. I think.
4: Yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> He says
0: some in
3: all shitty the ways. things. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, there's a lot of Toby scenes in a row. It's Josh and Toby after that. He says to take a lawyer to the next deposition. It's like a two-part deposition or a two-day one. Then Josh says that he doesn't have $450 an hour for a lawyer. Is that how much lawyers for that could cost? Yes.
1: Wow.
0: Sometimes more than like $500, 600 No, 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 no,
1: no, 450 um, is the max. <laughs> nowadays a big reputable law. I mean, let me put it this way. The, the fictional law firm that Sam used to work at Gage Whitney, Gage Whitney, uh, given what they tell you about that law firm, that's a place where, a a senior partner could bill like between 1200 and 1500
3: an hour. Is that like a swooping in type of thing though? He shows up for the deposition.
1: Oh, I mean, all that stuff is, I guess, negotiable. You could all, like try to negotiate a flat rate, but I think Sam would definitely bill more than four hundred fifty an hour, even before he made partner at Gage Whitney. Would the White House pay for his
3: so legal, legal representation? Right, Can so he take somebody from the counsel's yeah, office?
1: In-house counsel for the White House should probably be handling this for Josh,
3: because it's like in it's because of a official White House activity, and it's anything. also a
1: FOIL request, which only is applicable to a government agency, right? uh then I guess FOIA is the federal version of of FOIL
2: yes thank you FOIL is the state version yeah Hmm. yeah what does
1: the FOIL stand
3: for
2: freedom of information
1: law (laughs) okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) then they show Charlie and the president together in the Oval Office and he asked him about dating Zoe
4: I was wondering how you would feel about my going out on a date with Zoe I'm
3: sorry
5: well Zoe was talking to me before and she mentioned that if I had a free night my daughter asked you out Yes, sir. I should have locked her in the dungeon. I don't think you've got one, sir. I could have built one.
3: Yeah, next to his underground tunnel that he <laughs> can't find. Maybe he has a dungeon, he just doesn't know about it. It's so sad
2: that we talk about women like this, like, very routinely. Like, oh, man, too bad we didn't lock her up, because now she gets agency.
3: It's hmm. a good point. Yeah. It's, uh, it's brain- like a
2: It's a. common, common remark for people to make in TV or just, like, in Regular think- conversation, like, oh, man, if I had a daughter, like that would be it's hard. It's always
0: about daughters, though. It's all
2: daughters. But you know what it is? Oh, yeah.
1: I, I kind of think there's a little bit of projection in there, because the men who feel the need to avoid their daughters having sex with men are the type of men who would do terrible things to women. What's that now? What I'm saying is, if you're a type of guy who does depraved. It's like I know what I was like when I was 21. Yeah, it's like I know what I did right. to women and I don't want people doing that to my daughter. But if you're a guy who was really sweet and caring and respectful to women, why wouldn't you want your daughter to meet a guy like that? I don't
0: know. It could also be like you're a cool, respectful guy, but maybe your friends were not and you know what they're capable of. So you're, I guess. You're like but then aware. maybe you
1: should also trust that your daughter knows how to pick between men that are good and not good. Yeah. You'll understand if you have a daughter sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you lock her up in the yeah. dungeon. <laughs> when you have a daughter in
3: a dungeon, you'll understand.
0: Yeah, it's the second you find out the gender of your baby, you start building the dungeon if you have to. That's... Yeah,
3: is it for them to stay in or for them to keep women in? I say build the dungeon first.
2: <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and if it go if you don't need it, you just have you have a spare yeah, you've dungeon. You got a dungeon. It's yeah. kind of yeah.
3: like a crypt for like Egyptian king. Or you start building it early, as soon as you're born. A
0: if you if it doesn't work out and it has a nice temperature control in there, you can turn it into a wine cellar. There you go. I'm just saying. Multi-purpose.
2: Let's just try to like be okay with our daughters making the decisions that they want to sexually, okay?
0: Yeah, especially at the Wait, age of We're talking of about 19. sex? With
3: me. <laughs> Please,
0: <laughs> fellas.
3: <laughs> Thank you. The president uh, shoots him down.
5: It's not too much of a Charlie, problem. you have picked the absolute worst time in the world to talk to me about this.
3: It obviously sticks with him, though, because then Leo comes in and he forgets that he's thinking about India and just says that Charlie asked her out and then Leo has a big smile across his face and kind of laughs at it. Yeah, we get some good so president funny. dad in yeah. this episode. Dad president. Then they this the next scene after that is starts a series of the president and Leo and ambassador meetings. And China threatens to make it like a three-way war.
0: Wait, so China's ambassador is played by Cassandra from Wayne's World 2's father.
3: <laughs> right. I, was, I knew I recognized that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That guy is in... Like, if you look him up on IMDb, it's
0: He's ridiculous. In everything.
1: He's yeah. like the ambassador guy. And he always plays like a Chinese guy. He gets typecast so as
3: an
0: ambassador.
1: He is a Chinese,
0: guy, It's though, James right? Fong, I think is his name. Say but that again? James Hong. Ooh wow james hong fong i think oh no wong was his name in queen's world but um he's from minnesota
1: cool (laughs) unexpected oh Oh. by the way when he when bartlett is being president dad i feel like we should call him dotus (laughs) (laughs) and then okay the the chinese
3: ambassador's name is david which popular I, big uh, is that a name that
2: gets yeah uh, well the chinese will do a lot of american names
3: is that a thing
1: now
0: well they usually have like a they chinese have a chinese name, name. and american yeah. name yeah. well i oh. actually i actually heard yeah. really? that
1: a, a friend of a friend who is chinese named their kid pedro for their non-chinese name which i thought was kind of cool
0: like my i have a friend like from that movie
3: people in china get american names
0: yeah, so my friend, her father is from China, and she's first-generation American.
3: And he has, and the he, dad has a Western name. He
0: has, I think, a What's Western a name. What Jason's
3: Chinese name <laughs> <also
0: my>, be? <laughs> so my friend, her name is Jada. She's probably listening to this, but her she Chinese name is, is Wutsame, which is like a combination of her last name and other names that I can't remember, but maybe next time we'll have a follow-up because she'll correct me. But yeah, her father calls her by her Chinese name and then she has her American name for everyone else.
3: But that's somebody that was born in America.
0: Yeah, but I think her dad also has an American name.
3: That's interesting.
0: Because it's like really hard for Americans to pronounce Chinese names properly. No,
3: I I mean, I get the reasoning, but it's amazing that in... A country as big as china they would i it seems like it's kind of like a place where you wouldn't have to give somebody a name for somebody outside of china because it's like such a big place that they'll just give them their names like i didn't get a name to be used in china even though like i guess america's just very i don't don't know
1: if they give it to them at birth i think they pick it when it becomes practical to pick it
3: oh okay so like a friend
1: a friend of mine lived in china and then came to the u.s in i don't know grade school and then picked her english name then
3: that would be awesome to be able to pick your name yeah, and like on your 10.
2: Terminator. Yeah.
3: Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler.
2: <laughs> Never make important decisions at 10. No, but I think this episode is a, uh, is good. It's like a process episode. I think it does a, a pretty decent job at showing you like, oh, like this, like the president does war things. And like, there's a lot of people involved from all different countries.
3: And most things are just a series of meetings. So many meetings.
1: That's diplomacy. That's why it's not as sexy as just dropping bombs.
3: They show uh, Mandy and Sam after that, and she wants an update on whether she can take this other client. Uh, Sam tells her the pitch did not go well, and she says, why don't you go try to talk to Josh? Uh, Then she leaves josh comes up um and josh immediately shoots it down too
1: so you're saying no way yeah that's a big 10 for
3: because it's obviously a bad idea
0: um (laughs) (laughs) yeah we Uh, all everyone sees this it's a terrible idea mandy's the only one but uh i guess
3: she pulled some strings with sam because sam apparently owes her a lot of favors to try to do this so he's following through on it so that's kind of commendable of sam he's He's a good guy do doing a solid for a for a bud and he ends up doing another one later too with the deposition, um, and then they have the second uh, ambassador meeting. It's with the Pakistani ambassador Bartlett. It's
2: Pakistani. Did <laughs> I say it wrong? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Pakistani.
3: Pakistani. You can Pakistani. say it.
0: Anyway, Pakistani. Anyway,
2: I just wanted to interrupt. Pakistani? Like I knew the right way.
0: <laughs> is it pa- Pakistani? No, that's
2: definitely wrong. Pakistan? There's there are many ways to say do it, it,
0: and
3: that is wrong. Say it. We're moving on.
0: Nope. Say it. <laughs>
3: So, the Pakistani guy is not uh, any more helpful than the the Chinese guy was in de-escalating this. With all due respect, Mr. President, it is not a dispute, but an illegal occupation by the Indian state.
5: Whatever the language, I know that you will agree with me that we have to find a way for these two countries to exist together in a global community. That sounds very nice, Mr. President,
4: but the people of Pakistan do not wish to exist in a global community with criminals
3: it just does it doesn't go well either it's a very very short meeting and it ends up with nothing resolved
1: so something about this guy's delivery this actor just made me think immediately that he he would be a really good romulan or klingon on star trek mm-hmm. totally i got that too and what's funny is i then looked it up and he played a klingon on star trek boom <laughs> but so has <laughs> half of the actors ever <laughs>
3: after that they uh <laughs> president and leo go into the oval office and the president is more concerned about zoe going on a date and then leo kind of gets real with him. oh and- yeah
5: got a racial problem a racial problem it's okay to admit it i don't okay it's like, <laughs> like we all do
2: is it is it okay um yeah and then i think only through dialogue and open open
3: talk
5: i'm spencer tracy at the end of guess who's coming to dinner
3: yeah that's funny
1: that's a good scene so here's the only problem with this scene right like so i i remembered it being a lot more awkward than it actually was and i remember thinking this time i oh that was okay that was well done but at the same time I think they should be less concerned about what the portion of their audience that knows what who's coming to dinner is thinks than the people who don't. <laughs> right. So I think they needed like maybe a younger reference to a show doesn't have young viewers
3: though. They make like
2: a um I'm sorry, but the film is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner.
0: I haven't seen it. I have. Is it good? Should I see it?
2: It's Sydney Poitier. I've
0: only—he's oh. the one coming to dinner.
2: He's the one, and that's uncomfortable for them because he's a black oh, fellow. It's right, right. guess
0: who's no, coming I, I to mean, dinner. You can infer it's that, a but. black guy.
3: Yes, and they are white. Do they play uh, a guessing game? I've only played the board game. This is different. <laughs> this Sydney is different. Sydney Poitier is in a lot it's of every time. It's Sydney Poitier. It's a really easy progressive, progressive movies about. <laughs> race. Is it like Sydney
2: Poitier? I think it's because it's just great to say his name,
0: Sydney Poitier. Do it again, Sydney. Pordier. No, I do totally no. it better. Sidney <laughs> That's, That's it. The you That's it. That's it. <laughs> <Sidney party over. laughs> I can just go with different Deal. ways to say his name <laughs> over and over. But he's really good in To Serve With Love. So, anyway, moving on.
3: Uh, the Indian ambassador comes in. Uh, they don't really have a scene with him. I just had a note that he had a really cool jacket on. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Good, good, good stylistic choice. They, they call
1: that a Mandarin collar. Is that right? I think so. What no, is really. this? And ma- a Mandarin is also like a bureaucrat, so he's a Mandarin literally wearing a Mandarin collar. Actually, it's an orange. So sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought an it was orange. an Iron Man. Um, villain. No, there's a collar <laughs> in like in Taylor and called a Mandarin collar, and it's like one that is just like about an inch or it's so a high. It doesn't fold over. Yeah, that's what the guy was wearing. Yep, Mandarin collar.
3: Hmm. Then they have the second Josh deposition, and he finally brought a lawyer with him, and it's Sam, the the one he could get for free. Uh, the guy is incredulous that he did not take any like notes or make any documents or paperwork during his investigation.
2: Probably because he probably did.
3: I don't know. He was pretty like flippant about that. Like he didn't want to do it, and. From we didn't see him like do any actual investigation at all. He had like that one quick conversation with Donna, and that seemed to be the whole the whole of the investigation. But uh the guy asked a couple leading questions.
1: Are there alcoholics working in the White House? I would imagine that. You there would are. imagine the statistics suggest. You know for sure that
5: there are. Yes.
1: Is Leo McGarry an alcoholic? I won't answer that. Has he received treatment at a facility for alcoholism?
5: I won't answer that. Has he received treatment at a facility for Valium addiction? She's not obligated to answer the question.
3: <laughs> there's this weird thing that happens. It's, he asks a really, like, uh, leading question. And Sam, like, folds, like, a paper over and throws it into his briefcase. And they I the camera, that. like, is there's multiple shots it's, of like, Sam. It's, focused on that. Right, it's... It, i don't know and why like, they what did what is it.
0: that paper like, yeah what could important? possibly be
3: in there i guess that's maybe sam like being like okay this guy's not serious right, and I i'm think- just gonna be rude to him
1: from here on out i thought that's just that is like a that's a well-known tactic that you like stomp your foot or like slam your on the table to kind of like punctuate and kind of disrupt someone's flow but i think the piece of paper was probably the the foia pleading because he references, like, oh, this is beyond the scope of your cause of action.
3: Right. Okay. That's still still weird, though. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they kind That they, they made, like, this, like, central action of a scene. Yeah, they make too much scene. out of that.
1: Thank you, that's, that's, the why he needed, that's why he needed the real attorney. <laughs> just to the throw
0: something in The strikes again.
3: <laughs> and then the guy after that uh, kind of shows all of his cards. And he has specifically about Leo. And he shows that he has documentation...
5: And I have a record here which you would have had access to as well. It says... How you get that?
1: It says, Leo McGarry spent 28 days in an alcohol and substance abuse facility called Sierra Tucson. This is a piece of paper obtained illegally.
3: Is that something that you can introduce? Like private medical records in a thing like... In a yeah, deposition he's, like he's that? He's
1: right about that. If you get something uh, improperly... Um, it's like evidence in a trial almost it, right it's not it's not admissible maybe in a criminal case because there it's only the government that's been able to obtain documents and enter them into evidence but yeah in, in any sort of civil situation uh the person whose rights were violated by the unlawful obtaining has standing to challenge you on that but now that you have them you can use them there's no sort of like fruit mm-hmm. of the poisonous tree issue interesting
3: at that point, they know they don't want to really answer any more questions because Josh knows that he's gonna to have to say something he doesn't want to, and so they just pack it up and leave and say they're gonna they want to postpone and do it later. Which I, I assume that's something that you're allowed to do. Is just I don't I don't feel like answering more. I right know we'll pick it up again in the future. Uh, Sam challenges the guy to cite us for contempt is i don't is
1: that something the guy can do too yeah that's the punishment for disobeying a subpoena is contempt but there's there's no
3: like judge in that room though right right
1: so so the way it works is if you do a deposition you can do it anywhere but if you think it's going to be contentious you can do it at the court and you can literally like hit pause go to a judge and if a judge will be willing to hear you and kind of interrupt whatever they're doing already they'll hear whatever argument about whether there's an objection and what the right answer is and they'll rule and then you go back and continue the deposition
3: so he would more to cite him for contempt would be to like file a motion to hold them in contempt and the judge would have to do it right yes okay and then josh doesn't take the like ribbing he gets on the way out very well and he like, grabs the dude by his collar and throws him against the wall.
0: That seemed so out of character to me and kind of, like, insane. Right. I feel
3: like as litigious as those people were, like, Josh is now going to get charges filed against him from that. Like, it's a very bad move there
1: like it's a power move
2: though like i grab a lot of collars (laughs) and it usually like you know sets them in their spot that's another advantage yeah
0: it's a really hard hard (laughs) Um, but what's so strange is josh josh's job is to like kind of whip votes and stuff and to he's like constantly arguing with people and it's like he, he he if he is this job like he shouldn't get this heated over his, maybe it's because it's leo but
3: yeah he takes leo uh stuff personally i
0: just thought that was like a little crazy and also every time they make they try to make like josh like a tough guy or even sam i just don't believe it
3: well sam gets tough afterwards and he says you're a cheap hack and if you come after leo i'm gonna bust you like a pinata
0: yeah like i'm gonna
3: pin you
1: it's the most bro.
3: unthreatening
1: that's thing. Pretty, by the way that's how you make the big you know five hundred dollar an hour bucks oh
0: by the you way you bust people
1: like, like happy that.
2: cinco de mayo
1: i'm gonna Ooh. put on a blindfold
3: and randomly wave a bat in your direction <laughs> <laughs> after somebody spins me around a few times
1: <laughs> so look out buddy <laughs> so i feel like this episode is the if we if the birth of real sam was a few episodes ago this is where he like learns he can fly
0: yeah. I also, as we will see later i in the like scene the with mandy. the juxtaposition of sam being like serious lawyer man and also like bumbling like sweetheart like he is was to mandy earlier i mm-hmm. like when he's like serious lawyer guy more though
3: yeah serious lawyer sam is it's like awesome. so intense and yeah kind of scary a little bit love it they then they go to uh the indian ambassador meeting and the president claims that India is getting cranky.
5: My frustrations, Mr. Ambassador, is that both you and the Pakistanis have nuclear weapons and a tendency to get cranky. India must and will be a nuclear power, Mr. President. That way we will never be dictated to again.
3: This meeting also does not go well. It, every one of these meetings is just a complete strikeout. They're really terrible at diplomacy. Um. They The ambassador leaves without resolving anything, and then finally Lord John Marbury shows up.
5: John! <laughs> Mr. President.
3: For some reason. The president asked for him earlier. I know. I'm just still not sure why. He said he wanted like his input. He said there's an India expert I no, want to talk no, to. No, I
2: know. I know all that. Uh. Just saying. <laughs> he
3: comes in. He's drunk.
5: Thank you for coming. How was your flight? Uh,
1: intoxicating.
3: (laughs) He's silly. Yeah, he calls. Uh, him and Leo have a a little bit of a exchange.
0: Uh, Allow me to accept myself, Lord John Marbury. I was summoned by your president. Yes,
5: we've met ten or twelve times. I'm Leo McGarry. I thought you were the butler.
3: That's a personal pet peeve of mine. Like when people think you're the butler, or when they forget who I am. which I guess I'm just a, not a very memorable person. <laughs> and that happens to me all the time. And I, I get always so mad.
0: assume that people are going to forget who I am. So when they do remember, I'm like delighted. It makes me uncomfortable.
3: After like the third time you forget who
1: I am, I start to hold
3: it oh, against you.
0: yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's, that's when not you have cool. to come
1: up with a better American name. Like, <laughs> like Fludge.
0: What if they remember meeting you, but they don't remember your name?
1: Oh, that's fine.
3: I okay. don't...
0: If like, I don't oh, remember
3: anybody's name. I don't remember what if three people at this name table's is name. Is <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are you again?
3: There, there's some other funny things. Yes. Like He talks about... Uh, <laughs> he asks uh, for a light for his cigarette. And Leah says that we don't smoke in this part of the world. And they do. Toby smokes cigars in the White and House the all the time. the president smokes, the smokes too. And on, the, to on the portico. Straight up. I've never... Uh, in this situation. Oh
0: yeah, room? he did smoke
3: in the situation
0: yeah he's right. the president right outside the oval and he
2: gotta make the big
1: decision so uh, what w- what's kind of weird about lord john marbury and i love him other than i can't is, say his name he, he completely steals <laughs> the episode that guy was why. great on cheers yeah that guy's great wherever he is but what's weird about his, the use of a british character in this episode is it's kind of like implying without saying well we need sin. to bring somebody
3: in who that knows to be, how to manage yeah. the indians these Let's people used guy. to
1: totally subjugate these people so he must know how to handle <laughs> this bullshit that's crazy and they don't address that at all they're just like the british guy will know how to deal with this
3: yeah. I, they, also, they have kind of english accents you know. Well, he,
2: he was an ambassador to india or pakistan for many years they explain. Right. They're they're not sure which one. One (laughs) one of them. Yeah. And they're like mostly the same. They're like right there next to each other. You can figure it out. I was wondering if
0: this was sort of like with the French, this French speaking vice president, like if he thinks like British people are cool or like better or smarter or something like than Americans. And maybe that's why he's on there. Or he's just comic relief. I don't really know. But he is funny. He is. British
1: people are smarter than
0: Americans. (laughs) Right? Sure. Does that mean I'm smarter than you guys? No. Why not? You're American. I'm I'm half British.
1: Mm. It's been watered down. Mm.
0: I'm 50% smarter than all of you. (laughs) And I'm also half Canadian, so. Mm. You do have
1: excellent pronunciation.
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean thank you (laughs) i have a terrible british accent (laughs) okay
3: they just leave it that the president wants some input on the situation in india from this guy and they don't he doesn't really get any in the scene though after that they show cj and she's just on the phone to somebody just explaining who lord john marber is (laughs) (laughs) just give he's just giving a backstory.
4: His name is Lord John Marbury. He is the hereditary Earl of Sherlborne. He is the great-great-grandson of a former viceroy and for 13 years served as the Queen's minister to either India or Pakistan. Lord Marbury is here to counsel the president. And if you think this is all starting to sound like a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta, I don't blame you a bit.
3: We get the very first Gilbert and Sullivan reference on the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No idea what it is still despite having seen in the west wing where they talk about it all the time
1: i mean it kind of made me never want to know what it was right i believe they invented
3: a popular form of
2: refrigerator
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay uh good work guys i do i do respect their work then toby comes in and he he wants to apologize to cj but he doesn't actually want to say it and (laughs) it's kind of funny because he he's actually a little like It's in a sweet way. He's like, I was trying to say it nicer than that, as if like apologizing to somebody directly is rude in a way because he can't come up with like a clever way to do it. But
2: again, he did nothing.
3: Well, he... Leo is the boss
2: and Leo clearly made the decision.
3: Well, this is the scene where he says, it was my idea not to tell her. So that implies that there was a previous scene where he says, let's keep CJ out of the loop. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Josh comes in after that and things he just basically recaps that things did not go well uh, uh Donna looks upset about it Toby looks a little worried and then um they cut to Sam and he's like sitting in his office like almost crying kind of he's like he looks really steely eyed they they show the TV and they show some footage from the uh India situation and it looks Really, really intense. It's like an invasion. There's it's like, like dude, tanks firing. Tanks, yeah. It, it's a shooting war at this point. It's like they. I don't think they conveyed properly in the rest of the scenes that this is actually like a hot war at this point versus like troop movements where it could well, just be posturing. I, I guess, guess Bartlett says
1: Bartlett says we've got a ball game, <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: um, Mandy comes in to Sam's office and she like doesn't read the room properly and just ask about her own thing again and then sam goes off on her a little bit
5: You're a political consultant your job isn't to end the fight it's to win it now you can work for us or you can work for them but you can't do both
3: because he just was kind of on the receiving end of what the other side's like worst side is so he's not in a mood to like help mandy help them it's uh kind of the end of that plot line right does well, any this other is, Mandy
1: stuff? This really is, I think, where the show gives up the the whole showcasing the perspective of bipartisanship is good. They're they've been kind of like alternating back and forth. Like, do we be bipartisan and compromise, or do we look for purity and like you know focus on our ideals? And this is like where Mandy loses her only remaining ally in favor of bipartisanship and he says look you know it's either us or them
3: yeah it's cool that it's like not a it's actually something that they've built over a few episodes it's not something they just arbitrarily do at one point so it that's a that's a, actually a pretty well done like long storyline in a way after that they have president and leo and john marbury and he marbury finally gives some like insight into the history between india and pakistan
0: Happily ensconced in the cocoon of your Cold War victory, you are woefully ignorant of the powerful historical agents in Asia. It is about religion. And I can assure you, they do not share our fear of the bomb.
3: I did notice that the president is wearing a three-piece suit and i i feel like he put it on to like impress fancy british guy i (laughs)
2: literally don't know what
3: that is
0: a three-piece suit
3: i I don't care to
2: this is not like oh guys like tell me what that is i just want everybody to know like i guess you could kind of figure it out using context clues like there are multiple pieces and like clearly (laughs) it's a
3: suit but how many pieces do you think there are three i don't that's correct (laughs) all right I just, it's I mean, so, that's we, the end. That's the end. I just, just wanted to
2: share that I don't know what that is. It's a phrase. I've heard it many times. I imagine it's some sort of a fancy suit. I imagine really what I've been wearing it has two pieces and this is an additional piece. <laughs> I don't know what that piece is. I don't it's care a to know. It's Let's a go.
0: It's just a best.
2: Done. Now I've learned. Thanks a lot.
0: You're, w- you're welcome. Thank you. You're so welcome. So much. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a better person now for wow. knowing. Yeah.
3: You seem like a vest wearer. Never have,
2: never will.
0: <laughs> Maybe you will now that you know that they exist. Maybe
2: you should invest <laughs> in a vest. We're not at the headlines yet, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Marbury leaves and uh, Leah makes a crack. I don't even think the accent's real. That's kind of funny. <laughs> the,
0: the, the it doesn't, doesn't the... seem real. I no, mean, I, I know there it too. is. But... Do we? What?
2: How do you know it's real? It's just. just I a think he an
0: actor who is British.
2: Aha! That's yeah. something you don't know. You think.
0: I mean, I could find out right now. Well, with I'm the just, you said
1: you know, and now you're saying you don't know.
0: I'm pretty but, sure. But you know,
1: there are so many British accents. Like, is it any less or more real if a person born in New York does a Southern accent or a British accent, or a Liverpoolian, right, versus a Cockney, versus yes. the East End? That's my, yes, south of the Thames. That's right. You really know your
2: accent. That's all I got. <laughs> Welsh. I nope, mean, I don't... That's not real.
0: I think if they do an accent that is close to their accent, but sort of like a dialect or variation, it's not... It's not as different as like doing... That's probably it.
1: harder, actually.
0: Yeah, So it's like there's more York, nuances. If a
1: New Yorker does like a Boston accent, it's like less of a deviation than doing a like Cajun accent. A more yeah. subtle accents might be more difficult,
0: actually. So this guy's actually also from Minnesota. No, I'm kidding. He's from Wales, <laughs> but he's, oh Welsh. My, there you go. he's Welsh, yeah. So he actually is doing a fake accent, probably.
3: There's a Leo and senior staff scene after that, and uh, this, this is like
2: an intervention. Margaret pulls him out of the room. They're like, "Yo, it's time."
3: Yeah, the uh, the deposition didn't go well. The he has the documentation. We were worried that he had, um, and the next move that he's likely going to make is to leak it to the press, and we need to get ready for that. Uh, but they're all there for him. Uh, Leo has some feels, it seems like. He has a nice smile across his face. He really did the right stuff for these guys because they are all on his side. Yeah, like to the end. Yeah. After that, there's Charlie and the president.
1: Well, I just, I just want to mention, I don't know if you noticed that Josh is like, does your family know? And Leo... It's like, yeah, yeah, my family knows. But as Leo is saying that, Margaret is standing behind him to the side in one of the well-shot scenes that you were describing earlier, where everyone's in focus and kind of multiple people mm-hmm. in frame. And before Leo even responds to Josh's question, Margaret is like nodding up and down, like, yes, his family knows. <laughs> because like, I told them. Yeah, like, because wait, Leo how didn't how did want to do you know that. <laughs> Margaret, uh, here, can you
3: make sure my suit gets pressed, uh, book my meeting for tomorrow, and then uh, go <laughs> so, tell my wife I was in rehab you six tell years going ago. To rehab. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, there's Charlie and the President after that. He's trying to remember a Bible quote from Revelations. It's about a horse. It's a it's a quote about a horse. Um, that's all he remembers. Bartlett's usually pretty good on the Bible stuff. I'm surprised he couldn't remember that one. Um, I did look up the quote. Before I realized that he says it later in the episode, I paused and looked it up. Um, The quote that he's looking for is, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. Damn. It's it's pretty pretty spooky. Yeah. I'm unmoved. Um, Then there's some stuff about, like... (laughs) And and just power. Like, we'll get to that. Moving, later. No, no, no. The on. rest. This yeah. is the rest of the verse. It's it's Revelation oh, six smart. eight. I read oh, I read more. half of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they only said so that's the part they say later in the episode. The second half is and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth.
0: What's the fourth part of the earth?
3: I it, I saw a page that had a bunch of translations next to each other, and it means like a fourth. So it's oh. like the four horsemen.
1: They divvied
3: up the earth into force,
0: into quadrants. That's efficient. Yeah.
1: Know? So wait, they they start with uh, hunger, right? And then so they... no, no,
3: to kill with swords, Oh, swords, and with hunger, and with death. <laughs> <Generic> <laughs>
1: that's, death. that's really the... that is one of the worst ways to get. So it. You, yeah, die, you die it's, from it's really efficient. If you die from stabbing and hunger, and the hunger then work. old age. And then dogs.
3: Oh,
0: is yeah, death the, the, old age?
1: Oh, I think death is just death.
0: It's just like straight up death. It's like Well, a lot of the, you dead. the like
3: transliterate for you. the other translations were like disease, they called oh. it. Oh, okay. Um, and then with beasts of the earth. Yeah. Beasts? <laughs> That's a less efficient mode nowadays. I think we got the beast pretty well under control.
2: Yeah. I am curious as to Hippos why are he scary. was mm-hmm. Like what's the significance of this quote? So it War? In the Bible. that like Death?
0: shit's gonna go down oh, okay. That's, like, because
2: Mr. Marbury sorry Lord Marbury like knows it right away I'm to imagine there are more than one verse in this revelations part of the Bible that they're talking about but oh m- the Lord knows it right away but you yeah. know
1: that British people in, in their private schools or I guess their public schools which are actually private schools um, are required to memorize quotes so that they sound cool They do. (laughs) It worked, guys. Yeah. Wow.
3: One thing I did notice about all the different translations is that I'm going to say half of them maybe said, and behold, a green horse, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know. Like a sickly horse? A a pale. Yeah. So instead of pale, pale. they say green. I don't know. The president says it's okay if Charlie and Zoe date, if it's both what they want to do. Um, He makes a point of saying that it's not because he's black and Charlie didn't think so. Uh, I think that's just the setup, the line after that, where he says...
5: You go out with Zoe, you're going to get your picture taken. There's going to be a lot of people not wild about the sight of you and the president's daughter. You know what to do with
3: the mail, right? and charlie's like yep sure so, do i got the briefing about what to do what what do you do with I the mail I
0: was confused about this too and jason and i had discussed was this it. like a
1: sex ed thing
0: <laughs> no <laughs> um he was saying like oh, it hate, like hate mail hate right but what mail. does he to give it to the secret service okay
3: he doesn't just, burn it's like it or death yeah
1: subset of the hate mail
3: right yeah. okay that makes
0: sense so they can be like protected and such but um yeah, yeah Char-
3: charlie leaves the office uh presumably to go talk to zoe um and then leo and the senior staff come in uh he says about the story's gonna leak uh if the you know the the rehab thing is gonna come out the president tells him to stay strong he's like he's very supportive he's, he's never had a, like a second of doubt there's been what three or four scenes that were like, this is going to be trouble, president. And president is like, it's going to be cool. We're we're good. Everybody else is really worried about it, though. So the president seems overly optimistic here.
2: He puts on a brave face. Yeah.
3: And then I guess he doesn't want Leo, like, second guessing his job, maybe. I don't know. And then uh, John Marbury strolls in. He says that he's got word that there's going to be a two-week ceasefire about to be called. But he's going to stick around anyways to make sure that it doesn't undo itself in the meantime he gives a nice little speech at the end uses
2: some fancy diction
0: to a lesser observer the intensity of the emotional frenzy is so illogical as to border on mass psychosis but as has been said by kings and queens uh, i am not a lesser observer
2: And maybe it's just the accent i can't be sure <laughs> uh
3: he knows the bible quote right offhand uh first first chance he gets and then bartlett tosses him a lighter and he does this funny little like snapping thing with it um and that's the end of the scene it's a really like anticlimactic scene
1: so i have another subtitle report oh. um the actor that plays lord john marbury he you know the president's like two weeks that's like that's shitty and then he goes
2: it's two weeks better than nothing
1: but the actual line in the script is two weeks is better than nothing and it's like pretty subtle change. Wait, but it, He just British, added the word it's. He Britishizes it so much by going, it's two weeks It's two weeks better than nothing.
3: No, actually, <laughs> actually what he said is, a fortnight's better than nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that was his original take. And uh, I guess they, they had to the dumb it down for the American audience. Uh, but also at the beginning of the scene, you see Bartlett alone in the uh, Oval Office and he picks the lighter out of his desk and kind of like tests it. Before oh, everyone comes so in, like, so he was planning prep- to make that, move, that badass toss the whole time. It's pretty cool.
0: So, I have a follow up on Chinese names.
3: All right, let's okay. hear it real time follow up.
0: Real time follow up. So, I asked my friend Jada about her father. He has kept his Chinese name, which is Sha Wu. And, um, and so her like name Wu Tame is like part of mm-hmm. the same last name. And then, um, She, i asked her if like uh if like she knows any other people who are chinese who have american names like and they're from china and she said that it's sort of like people who move here or to just a foreign country will often like make a name that is you know local to that okay that makes more sense that's Um, what i said but she gave me an example though that her cousin's um, moved here from china got american names but then years later switched back to their chinese names so and i was like is it d- based on pronunciation like how hard it is to pronounce for americans or whatever culture you're in and she was, said it's not really about that it's more about like do you want to have like a personal tie to your country or not so
3: i'd imagine over time it becomes more acceptable over here like right. people would be much more like freaked out by that right. forty so, years ago or whatever. Yeah, but did, take
2: one of our names.
0: Come she on. Agreed, though, that David is a really weird name. For yourself Chinese yourself.
3: I'd imagine David that name. There's a lot of like binning to the nearest. Like what was what was her dad's two names?
0: It's Shaw Wu.
3: And what's the English name?
0: He doesn't have an English. Oh, he name. doesn't take he one. Kept, okay. Yeah, he
3: kept. Yeah, I'd imagine. So I imagine he'd be like Sean because yeah, <laughs> it's like kind of the same it's like it almost is the same pronunciation well you'd imagine wrong I I, I bet that's a consideration though it's like what is I mean, the closest, well, look, closest her name is, analog
0: her name is Jada which sounds nothing like her Chinese name oh okay so. but, I mean the
1: closest like American name to Shawu is Shamu <laughs> <laughs> it's really close
0: well thankfully he kept his <laughs> original name then <laughs> so yeah. thank you jada yeah. for the follow-up thanks a on lot That's good info <laughs> yeah uh
3: and then there's the credits and it's they do the thing where they just show the last scene again i don't i don't like that style i think they need to pick something from earlier in the episode we just saw yeah. that shot no. we don't need it again
1: do you think they're just like picking up a piece of film off the cutting room floor
0: like kind of a little bit they seem like not very well thought out usually
3: Okay, so that, that's the episode. Uh, so now we got some headlines, do I, we? I got, I got two headlines. I do.
0: I have some ones about India. Okay,
3: hmm. yeah, there's an India-Pakistan situation. Um, I, what do you got?
0: Okay, so just, I think I have to like preface this, um, by saying like, this isn't meant to be like racially oh. insensitive. Oh, that's
1: really?
3: A
0: good uh-huh. sign there.
1: But hey, let's I, just let's just like caveat that for all of the yeah, headlines.
0: But the reason being is that. I am like a diehard fan of Indian food, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. so I, like I know all of the Indian food, like yeah, my favorite desserts really are Gulab Jamin and Rasmalai. like I love them, I so know. these are all based on my favorite so you feel foods.
2: like you're basically an Indian?
0: I feel like I am, yeah, yeah
2: Brace no. well yourself. no I just
0: appreciate their culture, okay,
2: oh, that's called cultural appropriation.
0: No, it's called cultural I didn't even think about Indian food puns. i coming up with more. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm just going to like run through this to get it like all away. Yeah, just run right through it. Um, India, non-fan a fan of Pakistan.
2: Because <laughs> of the bread. Because of the bread, non-bread.
0: Yeah. Okay. Prez tries to curry favor with India. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> India tries to teach Pakistan a lassi. Like a mango lassi. <laughs> like oh, a yogurt God. drink. Oh, God. They, they go- should teach...
1: These are so good. Rosmalined.
0: Oh, so good. Um, (laughs)
3: Invading Pakistan's a poory decision.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, Mm. Um, sag paneer. That's it.
3: Is I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. (laughs) India uh, won't korma to its senses. Mm. Um, that's it. (laughs) That's all I got. Okay,
3: my India-Pakistan one. Um, because India is kind of the aggressor in this situation. It seems like is no more Mr. Nice Gandhi. Oh, that's good. Ooh, cause he was, he, had, he was, he was so nice. He was a peaceful
1: guy. Yeah. 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 He did the peace thing. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my, my two. I think one probably came out better than the other. So the, the weaker one is India's violation of Kashmir worse than Puff Daddy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The favorite. worst thing that happens to Kashmir since Puff Daddy. Definitely. <laughs> and my favorite is finger trapped. China backs Pakistan. <laughs>
0: my god i have one about um lord marbury it's just here we go around the marbury (laughs) because here we go around the marbury bush yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah got it that's it
2: (laughs) i didn't think anything was really like new well well the, the war stuff was but that's no fun i try to stay away from that
0: well if you incorporate food everything's fun yeah
3: i didn't realize that so did you have any
2: yeah, I was thinking more on like CJ's subplot and how like she lied to everyone. Right. Cause like the press, she lied to the press. Mm-hmm. So they might do stuff about that. And I still didn't come up with anything good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. So really, the only one I had is Craig's Licked. <laughs> Cause her last name is CJ Craig. And yeah. then.
0: Craigslist
2: She was like, "Yeah, like the website." Yeah, licked, lick, like.
0: What did she lick? Like you know, or she's been punched
2: licked. out, or. Or I had one that was like Craig's tight lipped, but it was that was like too much of a mouthful, because hmm. she lied, <laughs> and also, flamingo, nice, because oh. she didn't. This one was hard, guys.
0: <laughs> Do you want me to give you some more like Indian food? Yeah, so could, like. There's, like, a paneer, a chutney, like, um...
2: Yeah, those tikka masala. Good. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Anything you can come up with?
2: I could go for any of those right now. Yeah. Tandoori or they? <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Guys, oh. a lot of
3: people die. This isn't funny. I
0: want Indian food now.
3: The other one I did one headline for is the Josh deposition. And it's just... His name's Josh Lyman. And he perjured himself.
2: Oh, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Liar Josh.
3: Josh Lyon. Oh. Lion Josh. That's oh, good. Yeah, that's better.
2: Josh Lyman. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's what I thought you were going to do.
1: I just had a simple one about the, uh, the the initial meeting in the sit room. It was uh, CIA MIA.
3: Okay, that's it's pretty
2: good. That's good. Okay, I'm out. Yeah. All right. I'm Final, final thoughts? You know, um, is it, this is like a two-parter at least, right?
0: It doesn't explicitly say like to be continued. I don't know oh,
2: that no? it
3: is actually.
2: Really? I, Are they just going to drop this? Because I feel like- I don't know, remember. I,
3: I this was a setup.
2: I, I felt like I it's, can't really, it's really it's judge half it of yet, an
3: episode. Because it is half. It's kind of like the Morris one a little bit.
2: <laughs> like yeah. I, I think it's kind of a boring episode. I think it's-
0: But I didn't love anyone as much as I loved Morris. Yeah. So. I, I
2: thought this one was pretty boring too. I'd give it. A I meh, appreciate it. Meh-ish. I appreciate what they're
3: doing, in its boringness. I liked the Josh deposition scenes quite a bit, though. Yeah. I thought those were pretty good. Yeah, they were J- definitely a- Josh being incredulously that have angry you know, at people. It's is literal great. Literal laws. Strange
0: though is that they never really like wrapped up the CJ issue, right? I didn't pick up on that.
3: Uh, Toby apologized to her, and they seemed okay afterwards.
0: But they never were like, oh, you're really good at your job, and we'll never do that again. <laughs> no, they did not say that. <laughs> I think they they should totally have, they it have said exactly that. I should be writing this show. <laughs> Leo says, I'm sorry, CJ, we'll never do that again, and we fucked up.
3: <laughs> Buys her some goldfish.
0: Yes. <laughs> like a whole aquarium. But yeah. yeah.
3: So this, one, this one's pretty weak. There's like those three uh ambassador scenes that don't really go anywhere. If there was something where he was kind of like playing an angle off of one to play it off the other, to play it off the other, that could have been an interesting plot line, but it's mostly just the them being angry at the president and him going like, "All right," and then that's the end of the meeting. it, it, it is like a process one but they don't do clever things in the process to show how they're good government officials during it. They're just kind of like on the receiving end of people yelling at them, which is not necessarily the most interesting plot.
0: Yeah, it's meh. Although I can't really imagine giving something a worst wing because I do love this show so much. But... I lo-
2: I liked this episode, but it but was, was like boring. A
0: meh, to a negative. Meh. Yeah, not mean. the best
2: wing. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I probably liked it more, a little more than the the general consensus, just because, you know, it. It hit the right button for me on being anti, you know, bipartisanship for for no valid reason. Um, Mandy was thrown under the bus even further and lost her only friend. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, that was great. I don't know, like there's just a lot of good, like lawyery junk in here, so I was into it.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, thumbs up for the lawyer junk. Yeah. I just felt like John Marmberberry. Mar- 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 That's it. <laughs> um, it was like,
3: do you want to talk again about how you're great at pronouncing things?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mar- <Marbury. laughs> It's my British and Canadian pronunciation. I think I, my mom can't say any like proper nouns either, so like, we have, we have a problem. It's a sensitive subject, but um, okay. And Marbury. write in if you have any
2: questions <laughs> for the subpoenaist. <laughs>
3: Or if you need any subpoenas served, yeah, I really Can should we... create subpoenist at com.
0: You should have like a process become a process server and name yeah. your business the subpoenist, yeah,
3: yeah, that's usually a pretty common career path for lawyer <laughs>
1: than process yeah. server, yeah, <laughs> actually, you know,
0: it's all about simplifying your life and taking it down a notch.
1: <laughs> what do you mean, taking it down a notch? You get to meet people, yeah, you get to meet, make for new friends. Yeah. You already know their
3: name Make
0: new enemies You get
1: to serve mankind
0: Yeah People tell you they hate you all the time
1: It's a cookbook (laughs) Thank you, Maiden